0: The following is an encore presentation of one of our top Car Talk shows.
1: Yeah, it was right on top of the pile when it came time <laughs> for our week off. Enjoy it, folks. <music>
0: Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the Murky Research Facility here at Car Talk Plaza. Now, the lab itself. The, the very lab, the lab itself, itself. Yes. Yep. yes. Now, Murky, Paul Murky, passed this along to me this week. I, I think he was actually a little jealous that he didn't publish this first. But it's such groundbreaking research that he, he just couldn't withhold it from us. So,
1: I mean, it, here it, it, it is. It brings up issues that are deeper... Than we could possibly appreciate. Oh yes indeed. I mean here it is. I mean the Lawrence Berkeley National (laughs) Laboratory. (laughs) The Lawrence Welk National Laboratory
0: (laughs) Bubbles, bubbles. Thank you, Bobby and Marianne. No one tickles those ivories like Like. a
1: Norma Zimmer. That was great, Norma. (laughs) (laughs) Is he still dead? I think so. <laughs> well, these guys out there in Berkeley... They and sung... now Bobby and Marianne would like to do a song <laughs> for you up. from the gay 90s. <laughs> Hit it, to Bobby and the Marianne. Wait, we're talking research here. They do a study, and they study, of all things, duct tape. Wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. And they discover two things. Duct tape is magnificent. Oh, As we all know. I mean, my son's car is practically (laughs) made of duct tape. It is. And except for one thing that you really shouldn't use it for, and that is taping ducts. Ducts. D-U-C-T-S. Really? That's the only thing it doesn't work. Of all the things they tested, that's the only thing it doesn't work on. And yet we, the poor gullible, consuming public have for centuries, perhaps, been led to believe Sister that... the Crusaders. Of course. I mean, you, when you go back to the pyramids and you look at the heating system... Duct tape. Duct tape. And yet, <laughs> the stuff doesn't work. Well, where did it get its name? It makes you wonder about some other
0: stuff, doesn't it? Well, I'm sure the vast majority of Americans do not know from whence the name arose. No. Because no one has ever taped a duct,
1: except for... There's five or six guys in heating the and ventilation people. Yeah. When was the last time you taped a duct? I haven't. When but all the ducts in my house... How about a duck? You ever tape a duck? I taped a goose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all the ducts in my house are taped with duct tape. And they're they're obviously obviously malfunctioning. No, and what it says is do you get very serious leakage? That's where half the heat of your house goes out through these little spaces down in the basement.
0: Well, I know the solution to that. Live in the basement. (laughs) 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 Never mind. If If you want to talk to us, the number is 888 Car Talk. That's 888 227 8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
2: Hi, this is Christian Spencer in Oxford, Ohio.
1: Christian. Oxford, Ohio.
2: Home of Miami University.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I think I knew that. (laughs) After what or whom is Miami University named? And didn't they know there was going to be a problem?
2: Um, Actually, Miami University... Was founded way before Florida was. <laughs> so,
1: uh, oh, I don't think so.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Actually, come on, the oldest city in the country, eighteen oh seven. Eighteen
1: oh Miami was.
2: The- it was named after the Indian tribe that used to live uh, in, here in Southwest Ohio. Oh, really? oh, and they
1: went to Florida for the summer, <laughs> <laughs> and they loved actually, it so much they changed so. the name of the tribe, the Miamians.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just graduated, so. Oh, yeah. oh, so that's
1: your alma mater. Yeah. What'd oh. you major in?
2: Kristen? Interdisciplinary studies.
1: <laughs> Does that include, like, do you want fries with that? What is, um, what is interdisciplinary studies?
2: Interdisciplinary studies is just the code word for pretty much creating your own major. Right, a
0: little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, which McDonald's are you
2: working at? Actually, I'm working at a pizza place. <laughs> I couldn't, I'm way too qualified to handle fries. So, you had to put me on dough.
3: Good man. No, actually, that's
0: the best way to get an education. And you'll probably never have your hands on that much dough ever again in your life.
2: <laughs> with a certain uncertainty, you might say. A
0: certain uncertainty. So anyway, so
1: so uh, what's the uh, so what kind of a 1976 Chevy do you own?
2: <laughs> Actually, I own a 1988 Suzuki Samurai. It's a five-speed hardtop wow.
1: uh, car. Yeah, you
2: know, you know the Samurai. Oh, oh of do- course, doesn't
1: everyone? <laughs>
2: um, about a month and a half ago, I started having this little problem with the clutch. Now, I, I bought it. Um, Five years ago, and I uh, put about 60,000 miles on it, had very little problems with it. I've done almost every repair on it myself. Good. But I started having this problem where when I would shift gears, the clutch would start to be a little hard not the clutch, not the pedal, but shifting the gear shift. be a little sticky, a little hard to get into gear. Mm-hmm. Eventually, this turned into a situation where I'd have to apply about 500 pounds of pressure to move the gear shift. This oh, really. Yeah, Only I,
0: only when the engine was
1: running, however. Only
2: when the engine was running. Once right. It got, and only once it got good and warm.
1: And, and this happens in all gears or just first gear?
2: It happens in first and second and then eventually third and fourth and fifth.
1: Oh, until it just won't go into any gear. Yeah, eventually. When you say you have to put a lot of force to make it move, while you're doing that, is it grinding away or not? Only
2: when I put it in reverse. Every other time it didn't do it. But I talked to all my mechanic and a couple other people and... They said, my clutch was probably about to go out because it hadn't been replaced in five years. That was what they, they were just like, your clutch is probably about to die. And they were right. A week later, the clutch went. And it, after being stranded on a not-so-friendly street, I uh, got it <laughs> towed, and I got the standard three-part clutch assembly put into it yeah. by a friend of mine who's a mechanic. Sure enough, I get it back the next day, and it, the same thing happens. and uh, It's the exact same problem. But he goes to Florida. <laughs> to
1: Miami, Miami. Right?
2: <laughs> Miami, maybe.
1: Now, when you say uh, that the mechanics told you that your clutch was ready to go, and yes. indeed the clutch went. Yes. What does that mean? What do you mean it went? Where did it went?
2: <laughs> well, it just stopped working.
1: In what way? It, it, um, it already wasn't working. <laughs> or well, it appeared
2: I mean, to not. people. It's just like the pedal went down never came back.
0: Oh, oh. So the pedal went down to the floor and stayed there.
2: Well, pretty much it popped up a little bit more, and then like there was it was all rubbery, there was nothing to the clutch, like the car wouldn't start, you couldn't push it down, it was gone.
0: All right, uh does this have a hydraulic clutch or a cable clutch Do you... it
2: has a I'm pretty sure it has a hydraulic clutch. good
0: because if it didn't
1: <laughs> we wouldn't have any we have been
0: hanging up on you <laughs> no no
1: we we would have had i had a backup answer i
0: have a backup answer i always have a backup answer i had, I a, backup. A, backup I had answer. a backup answer for the cable <laughs> i think i think what happened is your clutch master cylinder failed the day that the pedal went to the floor what you didn't need was a clutch no what you really needed was a clutch master either the thing has run it had run out of fluid causing oh, no we checked that well or it wasn't pumping but in any event i bet when your friend put the new clutch in he had to bleed the thing, too, to get it to work correctly. Mm-hmm. And then as it heats up and the bore of the thing expands, the clutch of the bore of the master cylinder expands, the clutch master cylinder is less able to provide the requisite pressure to disengage the clutch, and that's why you have to lean on that handle, the shifter, that is, to shift it. Okay. So I would recommend you change the clutch master and the slave.
2: And the slave? Yeah,
0: they're cheap enough. And you can do this <laughs>
1: yourself if you've done all the other work on the vehicle.
2: Okay, well, I'll give it a shot. Okay. And
1: this will fix it. It's a guarantee.
2: Okay. It'll
1: never run again. You'll never deliver another piece.
2: <laughs> see you, well, Christian. I'll see you at McDonald's
1: <laughs> later. <laughs> Good luck, man.
0: One eight 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 car talk or one eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. 227 8255
4: Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Emily from New Marlborough, Massachusetts.
0: Hi, Emily. Where's
1: New Marlborough?
4: Um, it's about two and a half hours west of Marlborough.
1: <laughs> wow, what a suburb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess a bunch of people from Marlboro Oh, secessionists. Of, yeah, they just uh, moved out.
0: When was it incorporated? Like 1989?
1: Oh, no, 17-something. New Marlboro, huh? Boy, uh-huh. people got ticked off that quickly in old Marlboro <laughs> that they oh, yeah. left in a huff. Right. Yeah. Or a Conestoga wagon back yeah. in 1789, <laughs> and they said, well... And stay out. <laughs> oh, maybe they were thrown out. Oh,
0: they, yeah. yeah. Why would you name your town after the old one if you were thrown out? Mm. Oh, I yeah, don't know. Well, these, to... are, these are all weighty questions, Emily. If and we're only disappointed we had studied
1: art history. That you can't answer them for
4: <laughs> <us>.
1: <laughs> What's on your mind, Emily?
4: All right. Well, my question is not so much automotive as it is an inquiry into the male psyche.
1: Ah. Oh. Man alive. Yes, indeed. Oh, well, I will defer
0: to my brother in this regard. <laughs> he, he knows. He's a psycho. <laughs>
4: okay.
1: And I can spell psyche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
4: All right. Well, I have this friend, yeah. and he will henceforth be known as Bob.
1: Okay, Bob in quotes. Yes. Yeah.
4: Um, well, I was over at Bob's house a little while ago, and mm-hmm. he was just mentioning to me that he had kind of a problem with this car he wasn't really sure what was happening to it so um eventually we um made our way down to the garage and we're just sort of poking around under the hood and mm-hmm. running the engine and and oohing and eyeing over the fan belts. So. well this is a
0: new technique i always just try to get
1: girls to listen to my stereo <laughs>
4: <laughs> but hey and it never worked this is right. good this is good and i know a little bit about cars um
1: i can see what's happening i know exactly what happened yeah, well you showed him up didn't you you fixed this damn car.
4: Well, you have to wait. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> well, Emily, he he was just wondering what was wrong with it and I said, "Well, you know, I think it might possibly be your alternator." And he sure. looked to me and he said, "Oh, no, no, no. Definitely not the alternator. There's no way in the world that it could be the alternator." Oh. Oh. So He takes it to a mechanic, and I see him a few days later, and I said, So, Bob, what was wrong with your car? And he looks at me, and then he looks down at his feet rather sheepishly and says, Well, it was the alternator.
0: (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Yeah. And what happened after that? Did you just change the subject immediately, and and was everything okay? I did,
4: because I felt like he'd been through enough.
1: Yeah, okay. Has he called since?
4: Um, I haven't spoken with him in about a week.
1: Yeah, you. I won't. I don't think you'll hear from him again. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what's your do question? You, do you like
0: Bob? I mean, that's
4: um, a nice guy. Yeah. 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 Um, well, my question uh, basically is: Why do men feel that they have to be superior to women in knowledge[s] that women stereotypically are not supposed to know anything about, like, for instance, cars and computers and professional sports?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is an hour show.
4: <laughs>
1: I mean, <laughs> come on! <laughs> you you come and you call it. You ask us a question that that would require. taken. 30,000 years of Homo erectus <laughs> to even come close to being civilized. And and you come in and you ask us a, just a little, simple little question like this. Holy cow! <laughs> How long will it take you to get here?
4: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah, no, this, I
1: mean... How old are you, Emily?
4: I'm 18. Ah!
1: Oh, God. Okay, you sound so much more... So much older than that. (laughs) I was going to say mature, but I don't mean that. I mean, you are probably very mature, but... uh, Wow.
4: Why do men feel that women don't have knowledge of these things?
0: Males feel that they have to know something about things mechanical. It's just the way...
5: well, it, it, it
1: all goes back to evolution. I mean, if you think, you have to go back to where we have all come from, because we have not finished evolving by a long shot. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you just look back a little bit into the animal kingdom, whence we came, I think, and that's what science would have us believe, and I think it might be true, then in the animal kingdom, it is almost always the male of the species, which is the more powerful and power in in current society has turned not from physical power necessarily, unless you live in Mississippi. <laughs> there goes uh, that station. No. <laughs> oh, we just did a bunch of promos for them. We can't lose them. <laughs> All right, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Texas, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we're done for. But not in, in, in sort of semi-civilized society, that has turned into knowledge. <laughs> knowledge is power. <laughs> and and so men feel as though they have to continue this evolutionary legacy, I suppose it is, and be the more powerful of the species, and that, uh, that turns into... <laughs> <laughs> so right,
0: I can fix yeah, anything. So it isn't just cars, it's anything. It's I mean... anything.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. and you'll soon find that out. You're only 18 years old, uh-huh. and after you've had two or three husbands, you'll begin to understand <laughs> what the hell is really going on here.
0: Yeah, there, there may be some way to patch things up with Bob. Maybe you can, you know, a plan, Well, it would be, it would have to be very cleverly done. <laughs>
1: exactly. I can hardly wait. Yeah, I, I can it, see. It, would have, it would have to be very <laughs> deceitful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you and your
1: mother could work on it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you discussed this with your mother?
4: Um, a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but see, she's certainly got more experience than you. Yes, she is. So I would would have a long talk with mommy. Or I can give you the numbers of some of my (laughs) (laughs) ex-wives. And they could tell you also. Uh, But... Uh, well, I would just scratch Bob off and and just chalk it up to a learning experience.
4: Okay. And, yeah. and read
1: some evolution in books.
4: All right.
1: Yeah. And, and Emily, uh, and you knew the answer anyway, didn't you? You little uh, sneak.
5: Probably.
1: <laughs> 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 Emily, it's been a pleasure talking to well, you. Thank you. See thank you. you. Bye, bye, bye bye. You know, it, wow, talk I, about weightiness. If my microwave oven
0: broke, yeah, my wife would say it's broken. I'll mm-hmm. take it someplace. Yeah. What, would, what would you do if your microwave, if, if I would your take wife it said, apart. "Right, well, what would, no, that's the first <laughs> thing you would do. What's the before you took it apart? I hit you it, hit it, and, right, y- and that's the equivalent good whack. of hitting it with your club. Oh, exactly. Right, <laughs> 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 you'd grunt it's a little bit, and you'd whack it with the with anything, with but probably your hand because yeah. you don't have your club at the at the ready. Yeah, and that, if that fixed it, you'd be a hero. I,
1: yeah. <laughs> you, you pound on your chest like Tarzan <laughs> All right, look, we're going to take a short break if We need it Why? What break? There's no need for a break There's no puzzle, why do you have to have a break? I need to powder my nose <laughs> I'll try gunpowder this time, maybe that'll <laughs> help we'll, we'll be back in a minute Real men can fix the car They
5: don't find wine in a good cigar And they can it right where they are, they'll never leave you at the satellite's road because they know what to do without being told. to help you find where you're at. And besides all that, they're gonna fix the car. And
0: even though the NPR doorman mutters something about the doorknob and the way out every time <laughs> he hears us say it, this is NPR National Public. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tabbert Brothers. And we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and an old puzzler.
1: That's right. While the puzzler is sitting on its butt watching New Yankee Workshop reruns all summer long, we are here sweating over our oh. microphone, sifting through our classic puzzlers and trying to pick out the good ones. Well, the not
0: <laughs> quite so lousy ones. Anyway, so if you have a hankering for a Car Talk puzzler, you can always head on over to our website, cartalk.com. Where we're posting a classic puzzle
1: a week all summer long. In the meantime, if you have a pressing question about your car or anything else, our number is eight 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 Car Talk. That's two five
6: Hello, boy! Am I glad to talk to the expert? Boy, oh, are I got we a funny to feeling. To we
0: ain't gonna be glad to talk <laughs> to you. <laughs>
6: Yeah. My name's Andy Bean and I live in Portland, Oregon. Hi Andy. Uh-huh. I moved out here a little over a year and a half ago with a 91 Jeep Cherokee. You moved out from where? I moved here from Wyoming. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Someone said go west and you just didn't go
0: far enough the first
6: time. <laughs> Whereabouts in Wyoming did you live? I grew up in a small town called Buffalo. It's up in the Good name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to buffalo chips <laughs> and,
1: and now you're in the big city
6: yep i still laugh when i go out to the the bars here and i see people dressed up as cowboys ah. in, the, in the west <laughs> yeah because there are real cowboys in wyoming <laughs> for sure anyway what's going on andy what did you call us All right. I called you guys because I moved out here with my Jeep, and my car knowledge is probably about as extensive as saying that I will never be the one who answers the automotive questions on the puzzler. And I've got this problem on my Jeep that I've had where every time I decelerate, I notice that the floorboards in the back, there's a thumping noise. Thump, 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 thump. And it slowly gets a little louder as I decelerate to the intersection. And I don't know if that's because the car's getting quieter and I just notice it more. Yeah,
1: right. Isn't that an <laughs> optimist view? <laughs> or what it,
6: what it can be. But I, being innovative at first, I thought I could fix it on my own. So I replaced my muffler myself. Oh, hey. Didn't do exactly a pro job on it, though. I, I have to state that. Were there frozen, concentrated
0: orange juice cans involved <laughs> in the repair? <laughs>
6: <laughs> Then I've taken it, and I even thought, okay, it's time for a professional. So I took it to a shop, and they said, well, we don't know what that something can be. We didn't hear it at all when we took it out
1: for a spin. Yeah.
6: But uh, they replaced uh, my rotors, my pads, my calipers. In the front. Yes, in the front.
1: And this was was going to get rid of the noise. Yep. In the back. In the back. Yeah, the noise is in the back, and replacing the brakes in the front is going to get rid of the noise in the back. Well, huh. it's
6: going to make me pay for it. So
1: Andy, you fell for that one? <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like ask them about how no, no, Well, I they they the brakes needed to be replaced anyway, oh. but they and they stated, "Ah, this will fix that noise as well." is your your <laughs> additional bonus. <laughs>
5: yeah,
6: right. So the noise is still there. I think it's less. I've even had the muffler replaced again because when I did it, I didn't do the greatest job.
0: So let me well, let me ask you this question. If you're going 20 Mm-hmm. and you slow down to 10 do you get twice as many bumps per minute or whatever at 20 as
6: you do then you do i think 10th. so oh
1: good you do good this is a crucial answer are you sh- is that your final answer
6: that is my final answer it
0: is oh, don't well obviously our first reaction when you said you had a bump 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 on the back was that in fact some part of the exhaust system was hitting the end of carriage. It's a classic but, kind But you, of, you, you uh, had five different mufflers put on there, and it's unlikely that that's happening. Uh, the next thing I thought of was that you might have a bad shock absorber I in the back. Thought of that too, but I didn't like that. But but the but the too far away. But the diminishing frequency of it uh, eliminates that as a possibility. Okay. I think what's wrong is that you have a warped
1: brake drum in the back. Oh
6: okay.
1: man, you're gonna have a hard time justifying that. <laughs> oh man. Boom. All right. Now now get me get me the noise Get get uh, help me get that noise from the rear wheel to the floorboards to the F- floorboards. He said
0: floorboards. Well, he's obviously wrong. He's a he's a hick from Wyoming. The heck does he know? He let these guys fleece him for front brakes. He told them the noise was coming from the back. They sell him a
1: thousand dollars worth of front brake work, and he says okay. Well, you're right. He did admit. I mean, he prefaced all of this by saying, "I know absolutely nothing." But you're right, Andy. You would know the difference between the real wheel and the floorboards, would you not? Tell the... Andy, search your soul and tell the (laughs) truth, my son. (laughs) 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 Andy is an honest guy. All right. He's from Wyoming. And and, and
0: as an honest guy, he's going to answer... He's going to
6: answer, I think so. All right. You know, I I have to admit I have sinned Uh because my understanding of floorboard was the entire undercarriage frame underneath my feet, so... It was actually coming from round the rear wheel, all the way near the back.
5: <laughs> Andy, you lied to us, you little <laughs> <window. laughs> dude. Well, I think that's
1: what it is. Then my brother's right. How he was right, I don't know. He completely disregarded. Just facts. about everything that you said. Hey, <laughs> they supposed- laughed they laugh at Pawns and Fleischmann <laughs> too. They're still laughing at Pawns and Fleischmann. But, <laughs> but I think, Andy... See, they- I'm the one who's supposed to intuit these wacko answers that don't make any sense. You can't do that. All right. Andy,
0: I have no idea what it is. My brother will give you the answer. I think it's the brakes in the back. All right. Yeah. I think you got a, a, a bad brake drum. Okay. Ask these guys who, who fleeced you for the front brake job to machine the rear drums and to sand up the shoes and put it all back together, and I bet you the, the noise goes away. All right.
6: You guys are geniuses.
1: Well, don't... See, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't jump to conclusions. Don't jump to any conclusions. See you, Andy. <laughs> Enjoy Andy, your day. Bye-bye. It was a pleasure to talk to you.
0: <laughs> hey, do you happen to know what time it is? Time to roll our clocks back four weeks to summer savings
1: time? No. It's time to play Stump the Chunks! This is that part of the show where we revisit a previous caller to see if our advice was jaded, faded, or underrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's our lucky caller? This I don't week? have any idea, but we have notes. The note says it's Anne from Georgia, whom I don't remember. Not either. Here's what it says on the little sheet. Ann called us a few weeks back. Apparently, she encountered problems with her minivan while oh. transporting her husband. <gasps>
0: this was the guy that had the reversal of
1: fortune, so <laughs> to speak. The reversal of fortune. You're right. I remember that. What the deal is, is
7: about six weeks ago, my husband had his vasectomy reversed down in Tampa, Florida. Okay? <laughs> and uh, we had to drive back home.
0: You sure you, you called the right show?
7: <laughs> <laughs> this is car talk. I mean, I know are, you with, are you with us on this? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. <laughs> You're nickel. Okay. Was there a lot of pain associated with this?
7: <laughs> yes, there was.
1: Well, yeah. tell him to take two aspirin and call us back <laughs> in the morning. <laughs>
0: By the way, are we covered from medical malpractice
1: as well as automotive malpractice? <laughs> I hope so. Anyway, my notes here say that while Ann was screaming along at 80 or 90 miles an hour, with her husband screaming along in the back of the van, she started hearing some kind of terrible noise. Oh, no, don't make me scream! No, 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 it wasn't her husband. It was a grinding noise. Anyway, after the trip, Ann would get the noise whenever she started the car. So she called us up, played us the tape. We listened and told her it was definitely a problem with her starter and that she should have it replaced, and it was a piece of cake.
0: Mm, don't bet on it. Ann, uh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I've had second thoughts about this. But
1: that's, that's okay, Ann, be- All right. But before you give us your answer or your report on your husband's condition, uh, we have to make sure that you've not been offered any cash or prizes by the staff or the staff of National Public Radio, or the Florida Association of Urologists, or anybody in exchange for a favorable response to our question. Is this true? Well,
7: that check that came in the mail, I shouldn't tell you about no.
1: that? No, we don't want to hear about that. <laughs> so go ahead.
7: No, I did not get a check. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. Right. Um, actually, you guys were wrong. Oh, wrong! I mean, didn't you play a little tape
1: for us? Not again. You got yes. a tape. Do you have the tape? Yes. All right, let's let's hear it again. See if we were all wet. Remember? Sounds like a toilet flushing. <laughs> <laughs> See it. as I remember I don't I I don't wanna cast blame here. Uh-huh. But as I remember, I think if we go back over the over the documentation. Well, you know, I'll tell, I didn't like this well, answer. I'll tell you what, I'll
0: tell you what's going on here. That I, noise, I just realized I, I just I realized, I I want to be divorced from this man. <laughs> I just realized I that I I didn't hear all the whole problem because the noise started when she was moving, when she was driving from
1: from Florida to Georgia.
7: No, it, it didn't. It only started after that. It drive. started
1: after that. Oh, and only when you start the car, right? It when, was
7: a, when the in- Wait a minute. When the engine was cold, I mean, it could
0: be something like a, a bad water pump or an alternator. No,
1: making this noise even.
0: <laughs> how many? I mean, how many it, guesses do you want to be It could be a fuel pump, <laughs> fuel pump relay, bad
1: headlamp relay. <laughs> it, it, it could choke pull off. <laughs> <laughs> I have. No All right, lie. we give up. I, I, I don't know what that noise is. It I don't. Was-
7: know. It was the T-belt, the tensioner, and the idler pulley.
1: I was just about to say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then you did hear the noise while you were moving.
7: No. While the engine was
0: running, you heard the noise.
7: Every once in a while when we were idling, it would just make a real slight noise. Mm -hmm. But only when it was cold would it make that loud noise.
1: It hasn't made the noise since they replaced what? The the timing belt and the tensioner.
7: The T-belt, the tensioner, and the idler pulley.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. What, were, uh, what you were hearing was the bearings were gone on these things. Yeah. Right. And that's, what the, that's the moaning Break. you were hearing. Yep. And if if your husband wasn't making so much noise in the back of the <laughs> van, you would have heard this all the way from Florida. I mean,
1: I, I, I would like to just point out in defense of our answer, even though I didn't like it in the first place, the the starter is only a lot of, a foot and a half away from all these pieces. Right. Right, that's true. I mean So it's we weren't that far wrong, you, know, you we, might say. No, we really weren't. Yeah, no, of course no. we could have said anything and everything's about a foot and a half away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we well. failed miserably and Ann, we want to thank you for being a good contestant. Oh, no and, problem. And how's your hubby?
7: He's he's doing great. No pregnancy yet, but that's okay. But is
0: the moaning stopped?
7: Oh, yes, and he's all healed up and and doing fine. Oh, that's
0: <laughs> Great, great. Thanks for playing Stump the Chumps, Ann.
7: Thanks for having the show.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye. So Bye. long. Bye-bye. <laughs> Boy, I'm wrong, with all
1: I those guess. guesses, I mean, I started my <laughs> alternator water pump. Well, we, we did have it wrong. You're, you're so, absolutely right that we missed the fact that she said she heard noises while she was moving. Yeah, well, then she denied that, And too. she not denied that. Yeah, I,
0: I think she was put up yeah. to this. I don't think there's anything. I don't think she even has a husband. <laughs> you want to call us? The number one eight 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 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-Vasectomy. I mean, come on. Eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're
3: Hi, this is Charlie from Berea, Kentucky.
0: Hi, Charlie. Berea. berea berea B-E-R-E-A?
3: B-E-R-E-A.
0: Berea. Berria
3: Beria. Unless you're mowing yards around here. Yeah, like then,
0: Yogi then Beria sport. played for the Yankees. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, hit all those home runs in the World Series. We know him.
3: Yeah. yeah, right.
0: So what's up, Charlie?
3: Well, I've got a 1991 Ford Explorer.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's only got 72,000 miles on it. A couple of weeks ago, Teresa and I drove uh, across the mountains to Asheville. Teresa's a potter, and we needed to get uh, a ton of clay for her.
0: Literally a ton of clay.
3: Literally a ton of clay. So I drove to Asheville, pulling a trailer, Mm -hmm. loaded up the ton of clay. So driving up out of Asheville, uh, long grade, just as the sun is setting, which is in my face, I look into the rearview mirror and discover I'm spewing great clouds of something.
0: Mm. White smoke?
3: White smoke. So I said, oh, head gasket. Mm. Check the gauges. The gauges are good.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Pull over. Ascertain that I am losing transmission fluid.
1: And, and, and uh, the transmission fluid was down pretty low, or you could actually see it leaking there was out of somewhere. None
3: on the dipstick.
1: None. None. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah.
3: So uh, I bought three quarts of transmission fluid, mm-hmm. and drove a hundred miles. Put another quart of transmission fluid in.
1: And during all this driving, what was the smoke situation? None. None.
3: So, two weeks later, I have not burned any or lost any transmission fluid.
0: What's going on? Well, when you, you when you said you were burning it, I
3: mean it wasn't well, coming. No, it wasn't burning. I've never gotten a smell of burning. It just lost it.
0: Yeah, you have a transmission cooler line leaking. That's mm. what you have. I don't think. I mean, your transmission isn't burning the stuff up. Uh huh. But you have a transmission cooler, and there are. Couple of lines that go to it, you That's know, hydraulic radiator, right? Yeah, hydraulic lines, and I bet you one or more of those is leaking just enough to account for the loss. Yeah, and now account for the white smoke. White uh, smoke was uh, a red herring. <laughs> <laughs> the white well, smoke, the white smoke is the blown head gasket that you don't know you have yet.
3: <laughs> That's know. what the
0: white smoke nah, is, Charlie. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. I, I'm not worried about the white smoke.
3: Did I just overheat the transmission?
0: No, I don't believe you overheated it. I done you got, got a cooler line that's leaking, and what's happened is it's, it's obviously going to leak worse when you're traveling at sustained high engine revs. And if driving around town, it's not leaking very much, and that's why you haven't added anything lately.
1: And my brother's theory is that the smoke had nothing whatever to do with it. But, I mean, I would have to say that it hadn't... I agree with my brother... I think it's just
0: as likely that you ran over a bottle of talcum powder (laughs) (laughs) that another unfortunate motorist had lost by the side of the road. I think that's what happened.
1: (laughs) I I do agree with my brother that I don't think the white smoke had anything to do with the transmission.
0: Unless it's a blown (laughs) head gasket.
1: Right. But that's not the transmission. (laughs) Because it's impossible... From all my vast knowledge of transmissions and engines and tailpipes, that the three aren't connected in a way that could cause white smoke to blow out the tailpipe. Well, here's the only other...
3: Here's one. Here's one. A transmission fluid leak on a hot exhaust Exactly.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. That you got, somehow, you got transmission fluid on the exhaust system somewhere, and that white smoke naturally came out the back because as you're going forward, you're leaving stuff where? Behind, behind you. you. got it. And you right. left the white smoke behind you, right. and that would be the only logical explanation. I'm sticking with the cooler line. Have your and guy, I, I like the cooler have line. Your transmission, have, your, have your shop, check the transmission cooler lines, and I bet you they find a leak. All right. Good luck, Charlie. Thanks. He doesn't believe a word we said. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, look, it's time for another short break. In other words, this is your chance to scan the dial and see if anything less moronic <laughs> is on. <laughs> That's right. We'll be back in a minute.
5: Now well, Henry Jones and a pretty little queen took a ride one day in his big limousine the car kicked up and the engine wouldn't crank, there wasn't any gas in the gasoline tank just about that time along came Lord and he rambled right along in his little old Ford, he stole that queen as his engine sang a song and his little old Ford just rambled right along his little old Ford rambled right along and the little old Ford Ramble right along, the gas ran out in the big machine, but the darned little Ford don't need gasoline. The big limousine had to back downhill, but the plain little Ford is going up still when it runs out of dope, just fill it up with soap, and the little Ford will ramble right along. And even
0: though Ben and Jerry pelt their radios with peace pops whenever they hear <laughs> us say it, this is... Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here, of course, to talk about cars, car repair, and the reading, writing, and arithmetic.
1: Well, you could call it that. <laughs> we got this from cyberspace, and we think it's stuff that sounds like Richard Letterer's stuff. Go Just so read it. We'll give him, we'll give him credit for it, even if he didn't write it. Why not? It's answers that sixth grade kids gave. To a history test. Go ahead. We don't even know what the questions were, but here's, here's one answer. <laughs> Writing at the same time as Shakespeare was Miguel Cervantes. He wrote Donkey Hote. D-O-N-K-E-Y-H-O-T-E. <laughs> 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 the well, next great author was John Milton. Milton wrote Paradise Lost. Then his wife died, and he wrote, Paradise regained. <laughs> Here's another answer. Delegates from the original 13 states formed a contented Congress. Thomas Jefferson, a virgin, and Benjamin Franklin were two singers of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, really? A, a duo <laughs> act? Franklin discovered electricity by rubbing two cats backwards <laughs> and declared... A horse divided itself cannot stand. Franklin died in 1790 and is still dead. Really? Like Lawrence Weld? <laughs> like Lawrence Weld is still dead, too. Here's a, Abraham Lincoln became America's greatest president. P R E C E D E N T. Yeah. Lincoln's mother died in infancy <laughs> and was born in a log cabin which he built with his own hands. He wow, what a guy. No cabin.
0: wonder he became president. <laughs>
1: Johann Bach wrote a great many musical compositions and had a large number of children. In between, he practiced on an old spinster, which he, kept, which he kept up in the attic. Bach died from 1750 to the present. Bach was the most famous composer in the world, and so was Handel. Handel was half German, half Italian, and half English. It's like a <laughs> oh, like show. I showed three, <laughs> three What a guy. <laughs> he was very large. That's why he <laughs> had three halves. <laughs> Beethoven wrote music even though he was deaf. He was so deaf, he wrote <laughs> loud music. <laughs> he wrote loud music. Of course. He took, he took long walks in the forest. Even when everyone was calling for him, <laughs> Beethoven expired in 1827 and later died as a result. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Pasteur discovered a cure for the rabbis. <laughs> <laughs> he was Jewish, you know. Oh, yeah. Charles Darwin was a naturalist and wrote The Organ of the Species. <laughs> Madame Curie discovered radio, and Karl Marx became one of the Marx brothers. <laughs> You have to admit. I can't help but think that a few of those have been a little
0: contrived. But anyway, if you have something you find amusing or interesting and you'd like to share it with us, you can mail us stuff at Car Talk Plaza, Interesting Mail Department, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our fair city. Matt 02238. In the meantime, we'll be happy to try to answer questions about your car or anything else you want to discuss. Anything. We haven't done well with the car stuff, so we, we should branch out a little bit. The number is one eight 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 car talk That's 888-227-8255.
8: Hi, guys. Yeah. This is Dave. I'm calling you from Greensboro, North Carolina. Hi, Dave. Yeah. What's up? Well, I've got a 1995 Ford Windstar. Uh, I should also mention it's dark green, which I think is relevant. That to the is problem.
3: relevant. I'm sure.
8: Uh, uh, <laughs> It, the problem is with the door chime. Yeah. Um, when the weather is very hot and the car has been out in the sun and I get into the car and close all the doors, it still thinks the door is open. Yeah. And it dings at me as I'm driving along. It stops dinging when I drive fast, and then when I stop at a stoplight, it dings more. This seems to happen uh, mostly when the car is hot, that is, when the body is hot.
0: Sure. I believe it. Why? Well, clearly none of the doors is open, right? We, we know that you you've gotten out many times, I'm sure, and established that
8: many, many times, yeah.
0: But have you ever pushed on the doors to a greater extent that they would be closed themselves to see if you can turn the chime off? Because I suspect what's wrong with it is one of the little door pillar switches is being affected by the temperature, Uh-huh. and as such, won't won't close the circuit and turn off the signal to that thing that goes ding, ding, ding and drives you nuts. And the
1: way you figure out which one it is is you start up the engine and you... Leave the windows open so you can tell what's going on inside. And you don't
0: lock your keys inside. Try not to lock
1: your keys in it. And just lean on every door, including
0: the hatch. It's bad enough to lock your keys in the car. But it's a double insult to do it with the engine (laughs) running. That really really frosts your shorts. (laughs) A friend of mine went to a Boston Celtics game one night and came out, and his car was still running. He'd locked the keys.
1: (laughs) It was all warmed up. (laughs) Beautiful. So, what was the question? Oh, the door. Yeah, so you lean on each door separately, including the, the hatch in the back, until the bing-bing goes away. Okay. The most suspect door would be the slider.
8: So, uh, yeah. how do I drive then when I'm pushing on the door?
1: You, ain't dri- you don't have to drive. Yeah. You sit there in your driveway.
8: Okay, but but I'm assuming it's only going to go off as long as I'm leaning on the door.
1: Yeah, oh, it is, but it's going to tell you which door it is, and then okay. you're going to have Yeah, then you're going to go switch. to a body shop, and you tell them to fix
0: it. Either they have to adjust ah, the door, okay. or they have to uh, do something replaced. Like if replace you're the
1: really switch. lucky, you may just find that that switch is loose. And you'll... Doubt it. You'll take out a pair of pliers, and you'll tighten it up. If if, if luck is with you, and everything will be fixed.
8: So, uh, maybe I could do this myself.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but at least you'll be able to go in and say it's this door that's causing the problem, and then they'll do it in no time.
0: Great. Good luck, Dave. Thanks a lot. See you later. Bye-bye. bye One eight 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 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
9: Hi, my name's Terry Weaver, and I'm calling from Indian Head, Maryland.
0: Hi, Terry. Indian Hi. Head.
9: Indian Head. That's two words. Indian Head where? Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. It's uh, south of D.C. Oh, good. So what's up? Uh, I'm hoping you can salvage my relationship with my 16-year-old son.
1: Oh, doubt it. I I doubt it. If I could do that, I would attempt to salvage my relationship with my 18-year-old son.
9: Well, maybe you had the same problem with him.
1: Maybe. Go ahead.
9: My son got his license seven months ago.
1: Oh, brother. Here we go.
9: And he got a job at the same time. Yeah. And every paycheck he's gotten has given him a little bit more cash, and he's found a lot of perfect cars. Yeah. The trouble is, they're not perfect in my book. Mm-hmm. They tend to be the '60s vintage muscle muscle cars.
0: Yeah, he wants like a '68 Mustang or something like that.
9: Well, he's a Chevy guy, so Chevy. make a Camaro.
0: Oh, '68 yeah. Camaro. Yes, mm. and
9: usually, if you can find a Chevy Camaro for under two thousand dollars, you probably don't want it.
1: That's probably true.
9: And he wants these cars, and I'm saying, well, gee, here's this really nice Cavalier from, you know, early 90s. And oh, basically- Terry,
0: Terry, come on. <laughs> well, help. Cavalier. <laughs> what help? There's, yeah. no, there's no help to there's be a, had here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm always quick to give advice here, and I, I shouldn't be giving any advice because I have been a dismal failure in raising my son because all the things that I suggest to people... First of all, are not things that I've done because I haven't I haven't thought of them at the right moment or I haven't had the, the... These are things he wished he'd have done.
9: <laughs> well this is perfect timing for me now. Well
1: it is. I mean I suppose you can gain from all my mistakes, but uh I I don't know how to deal with the emotional aspects here. I just no one ever taught me uh I have no idea what's going on in his head. But I do know that there are certain things like muscle cars that a sixteen-year-old kid should not be driving around in. That's Thank you. all I know, <laughs> and that's all I know. But how do you get him to understand that? Don't ask me. Ask there, my brother.
9: Is there, is there a uh, some kind of car that's not quite a muscle car, but not a Cavalier?
1: Yeah, an '86 Volvo.
9: Ooh, uh, oh, well, that's I like
1: boy, that. that sounds really <laughs> exciting.
9: But I, I don't think it's going to sell.
1: Well the first thought that came to me is sometimes people make bad decisions based on lack of information Mm -hmm. and he goes and he finds these 1967 Camaros somewhere and they look great and all he can think about is driving it around and how he's going to look behind the wheel and how's how it's going to sound yes but he doesn't think of the seven thousand dollars of repairs that the car needs so it would be nice if you could somehow get him to learn about that
9: uh, any any concept
1: on how to do that? Uh, yeah, I mean, have a, l- let him let him actually go to the step of making an offer on a car, but insist that he has it checked out by a mechanic first. The only thing you can possibly hope for is that you can
0: somehow make him understand that the girls that he thinks are going to be jumping into this car with him are not going to be that yeah. girls are not turned on by these cars. He doesn't think I was ever 16, so I don't know yeah. that. Well, he's not going to take your word for it because you weren't ever 16. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but he might take the word of some 16-year-old girls.
1: Yeah, I mean, most 16-year-old boys do think that the cars that appeal to them are cars that appeal to 16-year-old girls. And boy, they're so wrong about that. And that, that, that's the only thing that I think has power. The only logic that might work.
9: So I can conduct a survey of his friends.
1: If you did that among 16-year-old girls and gave them a list of cars that impressed them, I think what you would find is that none of the cars impressed them because they're not interested in cars. They're not. Uh, I wasn't. No. No. And they will never even notice. He could spend the money on cosmetic surgery, but much better. So right. tell him whatever, whatever parts of his anatomy he thinks needs some help. <laughs> spend the two thousand, know, he'll get a nose job, yeah,
5: buy muscle a implant. buy a
1: rug, you know whatever. <laughs> if you know if he doesn't have too much hair. Well, I
0: think I think girls might be more attracted to the unusual car. For example, I mean all the all the kids at his age are going to run out and try to get themselves an old Mustang or Firebird or Camaro, or whatever. He should show up with a Rambler. Oh,
1: boy. And, and they will
0: say, what's that? That's a tank. That's yeah, a tank. there you go. He needs a nice, you know what he needs? A matador. A matador. Oh, yeah, man. Remember those? I, I, I vaguely can picture those. Well, yeah. I don't think there are any around, but if you could find one, <laughs> that's the car for him. Like a nice 74 matador. Yeah. And he can paint it in, like, a really outrageous color. Exactly. Sure. I think that's a, that gives me at least a car I can come back with. Good luck, Terry. <laughs> you're you're going to need it. Thank you. All right. Bye bye.
1: Oh, wait a minute. You yeah, look who's here <laughs> All right. Here Terry. Terry don't go still away. There? We have Oh, here... we lost Terry.
9: No, I'm here. Well, oh, she's here. Good. We well,
1: have here in the studio, just by a stroke of luck, my eighteen year old son, Alex. All right, here's the deal, Alex. Her son, who's just sixteen and got his license. Uh-huh. He wants to buy a 60s muscle car, you know, like a a Camaro or something, and she thinks that it's going to be, A, a death trap, and it's going to keep falling apart. And she wants to know, what should she do? How does she talk him out of it? Because she figures... How does she talk him out of it? (laughs) (laughs) You're asking the wrong person. Help me, Uh, Alex. What we told her was that cars like that don't appeal to 16-year-old girls, even though her son probably thinks that they do and, in uh, fact, he should go
0: for something cool-looking, I mean, something unusual, something that nobody else yeah. has. Like an
1: AMC matador.
0: And
9: what are, what are your thoughts on this, <laughs> What does Alice's face look like right now?
1: <laughs> He's laughing. He thinks we're nuts. Yeah, they are nuts. I would go for the muscle car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, next idea. Well, anyway. when,
0: when, you, when you've asked girls to get into your car, didn't you find you had a lot more luck when you were driving that old Volvo jalopy? I mean, because it was... A fend- each fender was a different color, and it was a kind of a funky car. And if you were driving a brand new
1: car,
2: girls liked the Volvo. Actually, they didn't hey! like it. They didn't like it when it had hubcaps and it was all one color. But after that, they liked it. So.
1: <laughs> but as the pieces started to fall off, it began to take on a certain interesting character. Yeah, Is but muscle
2: it? cars have character too.
1: No, they don't. Yeah, they do. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been very nice having you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, help. I'm sorry. Come on, she's trying to save the kid's
2: life because she knows uh, it's going to be a death trap. Well, so- I mean, I can't discourage the muscle car because uh, there's a special fraternity of teenagers, and I can't violate that <laughs> by encouraging by telling you how to convince him not to do it. So well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. See, there's nothing that we're going to be able to say
1: except that while he's only 16 or 17, then you you have the power to just ground him. Yeah. <laughs> uh but as my son has recently turned 18, he's moving out of the house. He's he's buying a new car of his own. What are you buying? Uh he's going to buy a brand new BMW <laughs> Z3. Uh and he's moving into a penthouse apartment in downtown Boston and he's asked me to lend him $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, right.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, Terry this is the hardest thing. No, When you saw that little kid in the hospital and he weighed 8 pounds, 6 ounces, and you picked him up and you held him to your bosom, did you ever expect it would come to this? No. And, I'm and not ready how for come, this. come no one told us about this? Because if they did, you wouldn't have taken have a step. <laughs> <laughs> i got to
9: get this one right.
1: Because
0: he's got a brother coming on uh, two years behind him.
1: Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. See,
0: my my son, who's just gotten his license, my Andrew...
1: Who, by the way, hates my son because he, he figures that Alex has exactly. ruined it for him. He says, I
0: know I'll never drive because Alex and all my friends have ruined it because I've smashed up so many cars and done so much property damage and I know I'm never going to get behind the wheel.
1: I'm throwing my license away. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Terry, if you find out anything interesting, let me know. I'll keep you posted. Because I feel uh, like a fish out of water here. I have no idea what to do.
9: Well, I'm glad to find I'm not the only one that's floundering around. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> floundering around. I like it. Say <laughs> it, Terry. Thanks for calling, Terry. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Alex. All right, get out of here. Go back to work. <laughs> what is this fraternity he's talking about? Yeah, uh, that's what we don't know.
0: <laughs> is the show over? <laughs> uh, well, it's happened again. <laughs> You've squandered another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, Not a Slave to Fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the Barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisors, just back from the Tampa St. Pete luncheon meat, shredded wheat, palm frit, duck confit, cookie sheet, sugar beet, aqua beet, <laughs> and 10% deet. <laughs> All you can eat is John Pussy Lawler. <laughs> Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by Statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Hayward Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Buttugly. Our director of guaranteed repeat business is Lucinda Bolts. Our dessert menu planner is Eaton Flanagan. Our defense attorney is Gil T. Azell. <laughs> Our staff <laughs> ornithologist from the McMurdo office is Marsha Penguins. Our DNA researcher is Gene Hackerman. Our Russian <laughs> chauffeur is Picoff and Dropoff. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Lewis Dewey known to the scholars in black socks and flip flops in harvard <laughs> square as yui louie dewey thanks so much for listening we're Click and clack the tappet brothers don't drive like my brother don't drive like my brother we'll be back next week bye bye CDs of this show, which is number 734, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts are available by calling 888-CAR-JUNK or at the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, everything you've always wanted to know about donating your used car. But we're far too uninterested
1: to ask. (laughs) (laughs) If you have an old car that you you don't want to bother selling. Or you don't want to accept an insulting trade-in offer from a dealer. By the way, I've never received an insulting trade-offer. For any of my cars. Oh, yeah. and Anything other than,
0: (laughs) get that heap off my lot, was cause for celebration, in your case. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there is an alternative. You can donate your car for the benefit of your local public radio station.
1: It's easy, and details are available all week at cartalk.com. Our Talk is a production of Dewey and Howe and WBUR Boston. And even though
0: tear-shaped boulders run down the faces on Mount Rushmore whenever (laughs) we say it, this is NPR National Public Radio.